What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 242 of Smack Talk, presented by SmarkOutMoment.com. I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode is Mike Payton. It's Smack Talk! Yes, it is! Yes, it is. Everybody start clapping. There you go. <laughs> That's our mandatory awkward opening for this week. Uh, we also have on the line, I think he was the one that was clapping, Stephen Wago. I wasn't clapping. It was probably Drew Payton. Who was clapping? No one. No one admit to it. That was just an echo of me. It's my clone. We also have Drew White. Tony, too close to the mic guy was clapping. Are you sure that uh, he's too close to the mic guy, or Mike is backwards guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. No. To be fair. The uh, the lighting situation right where my microphone and where my laptop is, it's not the best. And I had to shine a light, inside, oh, like an actual light onto it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's backwards this whole fucking time. <laughs> There's Drew, everybody. Uh, if you can't tell already, we have the normal setup here, the five-point setup instead of the three-point from last week. We're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do with restructuring the show and all that, so leave your comments below and tell us what things you like, what things you don't like, what do you want to see changed going forward. But that means that we've got the hot tags coming up in part two, we've got the rest hold in part three, the main event for this week is going to be wrestling with the past, you guys all voted for that one on the Mega Maniacs poll, we got Fantasy League coming up at the end, and we're going to start off the way that we usually start off here, something that might be merged into the rest hold going forward, which is the Ask Him, the wrestling trivia question of the week. And it's pretty simple. If you don't know what it is, it's two questions to tie in together in some fashion. First one going to the panel and the second one going to the audience. We're going to backtrack to last week's set of questions. And lastly, not lastly, lately, I've been doing a bunch of things draft related because the draft's like the biggest thing going on right now. So the question last week was which WWE superstar was drafted twice in one show? And that was John Cena. The question to the audience was which WWE superstar was sent back to his previous brand in a post-draft trade in 2004, which was Triple H. Quite a number of people getting this correct, including John Trudell, Declan Mackery, Christopher Marin. Golden Boy 24375 says Triple H was sent back to Raw for Booker T and the Dudley Boys. Also, I think the new setup is pretty sweet, guys. Good to see more eyes on a revamped rest hold. Again, mentioning we're... Uh, changing things up a little bit right then. Uh, Guest5 says, Ask Tags. This is weird. I do like the new format, though. Thank you, Guest5. And he says, So when you guys draft each of the guests and hosts from the post-Raw show and post-Smackdown show, Miguel is being sent to the ECW post-show, right? <laughs> no, he's getting fired. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he would do the TNA post-show. <laughs> yeah, Which, I mean, TNA. he's fired because there's not going to be any TNA anymore. <laughs> Uh, Peter Pacinini says uh, he guessed that it was going to be Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy. Incorrect on that one. Bobby Lesnar G86 says Triple H. Guys, I know I act like a child at points. I just like to bother people. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All I'm hearing is I'm a stupid little dork who's never going to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> He also says in all caps, I'm Drew White, I'm an idiot, don't know how to ignore people and think that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just heard I'm a virgin. That's all I heard. In all caps? Yep. Uh, William Carey says it's not 2004, so it is wrong, but Alex Riley was drafted to SmackDown, so he broke up with The Miz. 
About two weeks later, he was sent back to Raw with the Miz for no reason. I don't remember about that, but it sounds like something WWE would do. Uh, awesome Piano Man says Triple H was drafted to SmackDown, which split up Evolution temporarily, then announced on the website and later on SmackDown taping by Kurt Angle that he was tried, traded back to Raw. So Awesome Piano Man gets Triple H correct as well. Peter Piccinini also says, I thought this was a small package when I saw it. Eh, that's what she said. And uh, Big Big GZ Rels 09 says, So I want to hear the awkwardness. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were going with there, but hopefully whatever you were looking for, we gave it to you. Something about Wago's hair. I don't know. Wago, any comments about your pretty hair, apparently? He's been calling it pretty ever since he realized it was long. Well, it's not long anymore, so... I don't know. pretty no more. (laughs) I'm pretty no more, I guess. Uh, So this week's set of questions, again, draft-related... Question to the panel, which champion was stripped of his title when he was drafted from ECW to Raw? Ooh, ooh, it's got to be Kane. Booby Lesnar. It is indeed Booby Lesnar. Ah, Anybody sure it is. By any chance? 2008? 2007. Damn, I was close. <laughs> it's going to go 2012. The question to the audience, another championship-related one. Who was the first WWE superstar to take a championship to another brand after being drafted? If you didn't know the answer, or you want to take a guess, or anything else like that, then just leave a comment below on YouTube, or send a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, and next week we will tell you the answer, and anything else we need to tell you in possibly part one, possibly part two, whatever structure we end up going with. Next week is going to be pretty interesting, because we might end up doing something for Battleground separately, we might end up doing a post-show for SmackDown, Whatever the case may be, I don't know exactly what yet, but just stay tuned and we will give you the answer to the Ask Him somewhere next week. And we also have part two coming up next, the Hot Tags of the Week, so stay stay tuned, everybody. Smack Talk's coming right back. No, stay in town, because this is Smack Talk, and we're coming to a town near you. Smack Talk Town. Welcome back, everyone. This is part two of this week's episode of Smack Talk. It's time for us to get to the hot tags of the week, breaking down some news and rumors and interesting stories and whatnot from the past few days in the world of pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Let's start off with Brock Lesnar talk. Brock Lesnar defeated Mark Hunt at UFC 200. WWE stock uh, spiked after the UFC sale, which is going on too. So we're going to tie those kind of in together here. It's sort of like Brock Lesnar wins. He's going to take that momentum into SummerSlam. UFC is trading things around here. Wago, I'm going to go with you first. What are your thoughts on the Brock Lesnar stuff going on right now? Um, So specifically the Brock Lesnar fight, Brock looked in great shape. Um, I think he's probably the best shape I've seen him in in his entire WWE return. So that was good. Um, as far as his performance with um, Mark Hunt, it wasn't like blow the doors off, but it was just impressive to see how good he was after a layoff like that. don't think a lot of guys could have done that. Um, as far as if he sticks around in the UFC and has a couple more fights, I think he's going to struggle because he's not going to be able to take down a guy like Cain Velasquez like that, the way he was able to just pretty much hug Mark Hunt's ankles. Um but overall, great outing for Brock Lesnar and a great outing for the WWE. Do you think that this is going to be something that going forward WWE is going to allow him to do now that he won? Possibly, just because of how successful it is. But I think the first time they get burnt by him losing, they'll never be open to it again. Hmm. Drew, did you check this out? I checked it out. Uh, at least the 
Brock Lesnar fight, and it was, it was pretty impressive. I'm not much of a UFC type of guy, but I usually tend to tune in whenever big fights happen, and I tune in for this. And rather impressive because the way Wago's been talking, Mark Hunt, uh, for the past few weeks, he and uh, and Wago is pretty. You were pretty more on the side of Mark Hunt winning the fight, so I was kind of expecting the same thing. But Lesnar looked pretty well, and. I'm gonna, if he wants to go back and do more fights, I don't blame him. I bet he'll make a lot more money doing both of these things, which is, in the end, I bet this is why he's doing it. So, 2.5 million is what I heard that he made. Yeah. Without, like, the deals on the side, like the Reebok thing and all that. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, at at the end of the day, if Lesnar wants to do both, that's fine. I, so, it'll be interesting. I'm all for it if it means I get to see him kick ass or something like that. Peyton, weigh in on this. What do you think is happening with Brock? Is this a good thing, a bad thing? What was his fight like? Anything you want to toss out there? The fight was what it was. It was boring because it's MMA. (laughs) There was maybe 10 seconds of highlights worth seeing. Uh, But Brock won, and that's very awesome because it's another feather in the cap for the world of wrestling, and it's fake gay wrestlers (laughs) going in there and beating up a real athlete. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's all gonna get shattered when Punk goes in there. Oh yeah, that's gonna oh. kill it. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Yeah, you see, pro wrestlers could be." Oh God, stop hitting me! <laughs> no, see, I'm I'm positive Punk may never actually have a fight in UFC, so I I don't think you have to worry about that quite yet. Nah, gonna he's gonna keep afterward. getting injured. They're gonna interview him afterward, and they're like, "So, where do you think you went wrong here, and what made it uh, so the tides turned and you lost this match?" And he's gonna be like, "Well, motherfucker didn't call any of the spots." What was I He's supposed like this to do? Big fucking doofus named Ryback. <laughs> what? Oh god, Ryback's not going to be like in WWE anymore, really, for the most part. That'd be great if he went into MMA and beat the shit out of Punk. Bringing this back to Lesnar, though, I'm a little shocked that they did. They pretty much the second thing they did on Monday Night Raw was show a video package or just at least pictures, and they talked about his win at UFC 200. I'm a little surprised that. Paul Heyman wasn't there just to talk him up. I honestly believe that he was. He was eh, still, I thought this would have been a big enough thing to yeah, just. Yeah, you could just get, teleport from the fucking country. Yeah. yeah, well, you know they have jet skis, so you never know. <laughs> so I think that this is going to be something interesting going forward. Do we see like if they keep advertising that this happened, or if they just kind of go, "Yeah, he won. Let's go into SummerSlam." It all depends on the momentum that they want to bring into that. And, you know, the more that they bring up that Lesnar won, the more it's going to help Randy Orton, whether he wins or loses. I still think that Randy Orton's going to win, though. He shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't, but I think that he's going to win. I think that they're going to use that to be, like, a way to put him as another top guy again. If I was booking Lesnar, the next matches he loses is his last. Hmm. Again, so... Depends how long he's going to be around. I don't know how long he's signed for, but honestly, I'd keep him undefeated. Zack Ryder. Fuck off. (laughs) I think that would be the day Wayo stops watching. Uh, We were talking a little bit about this on the Monday Night Raw post-show chat on the Twitch stream, but let's pick up the discussion a little bit more. They said on Monday Night Raw that they're going to have general managers on top of the commissioner roles that Shane and Stephanie are going to have. So they're going to be determined next week. Shane and Stephanie are going to pick their own. It's not going to be assigned to them, although they might end up getting assigned to them. WWE just changes things. But uh, what would you guys like to see as um, the two people that are chosen? 
Uh, Drew, I'm going to start off with you. Well, I ATB said that apparently WWE leaked who one of the GMs are in the, uh, I don't know, what would it be, the Discord chat zone? I honestly don't know. I haven't looked. But I, I still believe for SmackDown, keep it Daniel Bryan. It makes sense. They, he still does stuff in the company. And pretty much what he's been doing with his cruiserweight classic, Jingle Diggers, I believe. Jingle Diggers? <laughs> yep. The way that they've been doing stuff with him then, it makes more sense to bring him back. And people like Daniel Bryan. They love him, really. So would not be surprised if they brought him back. And, oh, my God, look, it's Daniel Bryan. It's all orgasm because this guy's the greatest. Let's watch SmackDown. So I doubt that's actually what's going to happen, but it would be interesting nonetheless. For all, I really have no idea. We we threw a lot of names out there for uh, the Raw on yeah last night really so i have no idea what they could do you guys might be able to throw better names out than whatever i could think of but i, I if i had to throw one out jbl would be interesting well Peyton, last night one of the people that or one of the people two of the people that you were kind of on board with for raw where j and j security has your mind changed any bit about that are you more sold less sold i mean nothing's happened so how can my opinion have changed at all <laughs> yeah just thinking about it Maybe you thought of another person you'd like better or something. Well, I didn't say they were my favorites. I just said I thought they would be good ones. Oh, I, th- I thought that they were like your number one pick kind of thing. No, my I mean, my point I was making is that there's a virtually limitless list they could go with here. Anybody that stands out? Oh, uh, I mean, outside of j Security. No, because I actually think they need to reach for something a little bit more of a surprise. And whoever they picked for SmackDown was actually spoiled. I don't know if we're getting into that. But for Raw, I hope they go for something a little bit more of a uh, shake-up than that. Well, if you don't want to be spoiled, earmuffs. I haven't seen this, so toss it out there. What do they say? Daniel oh, Bryan. Yeah, it's Daniel Bryan. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's exactly who you thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something that's like, we're going to try to figure out a way to get him into the company no matter what, and that's the only thing that he can really do. It's either he's going to be a manager, he's going to be a general uh. manager, or commentator or something. He's doing the commentary role for the Cruiserweight Classic. Let's see if he's decent at that. And, um, you know, general manager, why not, right? So he misses being in the ring, huh? Let's put him right next to it. <laughs> Let's put it so that he can get into the ring only to cut promos. <laughs> and schedule matches that he'll never be able to wrestle at. Hey, Brian, we got something scheduled for you tonight. What? You get to book Nakamura in a match that you're not in. You're like, gonna oh, you like? You're going to be responsible for a great match tonight. Yeah? Oh, it's going to be fantastic. People are going to talk about this for years to come. You're going to be in the middle of the ring with Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor. Special guest referee. <laughs> it's like, <"Mom." laughs> See, all those people he talked about on social media, how he wants to wrestle, just, you know, just have him have this big battle royale gauntlet no holds barred match and he has to sit on the ring like in the middle of it and commentate the whole time sam punk style idiot style in the middle of the ring he said he's gonna drop uh he's gonna drop a goat bomb as they say <laughs> Wago, who would you pick for smackdown and raw gms i mean shit like it's a vast amount of people that you could pick i guess daniel bryan's gonna be the smackdown guy and i actually like that if you want somebody that commands respect and looks kind of funny in a suit Brock Lesnar. <laughs> General Manager Brock. Make it fucking happen. Oh, I can't imagine this happening in the slightest bit. Not even like a, you know, obviously it's not going to happen. He's not going to want to show up all the time and all that. But even just like, if he didn't have a problem with that, 
Could you really imagine Brock Lesnar being a that would suit? That'd be fucking great. He could come out and just ramble like he did that one time. Oh, it's a fucking Brock Lesnar show. Fucking Brock Lesnar show. <laughs> well, let's get into a big list here for this uh, last hot tag that we've got. They're pitching a bunch of new WWE Network shows for that fan council survey that they've got going on. So I wanted to just throw them out there and see what uh, our thoughts are for the different things. Uh, I'm going to try to breeze through the descriptions of them, so, you know, whatever. We have Tap Out Fitness, Train Alongside Superstars in Various Types of Workouts, Yoga, CrossFit, Pilates, TRX, etc. Also, learn how superstars train on the road with their personal training hacks. Zero interest in this whatsoever. Anybody actually think that they would check it out? It'll be more beneficial. DDP Yoga. Surprised they don't do anything with that. Maybe he's going to be a part of it. Maybe. Maybe. Call DDP Yoga, you know what I mean? Maybe he's not going to be a part of it. Otherwise, they would totally call DDP Yoga stat with DDP Yoga. They should totally make that a fucking show on the network. I, I wouldn't watch a DDP Yoga thing either. Like, some people want to get healthy, and, hey. like, it's apparently worked miracles. I'm sure people would get, you, like, you know, get a few sales. Official. Like, I, I think that it's a good idea if they put it up there. I ain't watching it. A few a few weeks ago, we talked about how they might be changing the prices of the memberships and stuff in the WWE Network. You could easily just do like ten dollars a month for just the DDP yoga section of it. Come on, I think it would work. Peyton, any thoughts? Nah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say no for this one too, even though I think that it could be a good idea for the people that would want to watch it, which is kind of the running theme for some of the things I don't like. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean somebody else is not gonna like it. But we have WWE Kids, the first official WWE show for kids by kids. Which first off, I hate that fucking phrase. For kids, by kids, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. I hate that stuff so much. Um, each episode features a variety of segments, including kids interviewing their favorite WWE superstars, kids playing games against superstars, e.g. Pie Face, and exclusive in-ring matches where kids call the action. They actually did a test run of this with NXT a couple months ago, and it wasn't too bad. But the kids, of course, they don't know what they're doing and stuff, so it's you know, if I was a little kid, I'm sure I'd like it a lot more but I'm not 29. <laughs> so. I don't know. That's still pretty young. Uh, wasn't this the concept of Slam City? Not a Slam City, my bad. Saturday Morning Slam? No, nah, they didn't do the little kid commentary and stuff on that one. That was just that they edited the matches to make it seem a little bit more kid-friendly, like no headlocks and stuff. I'm pretty positive a kid was shouting the whole time when I watched it once, so... We're all giving this kind of a thumbs down. I'm sure some kids will enjoy it. It's whatever. You gotta prove. Um, you you gotta get yourself out there to every demographic. So be the opposite of Camp WWE. Exactly. Yeah. Nah. No fucks. We have everyone has a price. This is gonna follow Hacksaw Jim Duggan around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a new series following auctioneers all over the U.S. as they seek out, acquire, and sell off priceless WWE memorabilia. Follow our team as they scour the country for the most memorable items, unearth their origin story, and define their place in WWE history, which is kind of like an American Pickers, uh, Pawn Stars kind of a thing. I'm kind of interested in it a little bit. Nah. If Ted DiBiase is done it, I don't know. I was thinking about Junior there for a second. Well, he does have like a garage sale thing or something, doesn't he? Yeah, it's isn't no, no it's, it's a computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has no, a I yard think... sale, not a garage sale. It's no, very I think... different. Yeah, I know. He'll explain. 
Yeah, so, I mean, this could be kind of interesting. It's sort of like WWE Warehouse mixed with, like, um, what was Antiques Roadshow or something? If people have weird stuff and you see, like, the, the real hardcore, like, embarrassing wrestling fans where it's like, yeah, I mm-hmm. kept that, uh, the spit that fucking uh, Iron Sheik uh, spit on my fucking face. Uh, I wiped it off in a napkin and I saved it. Like, if you get those people, that'll be interesting. And even if they have, like, somebody took a part of, like, the ring in a certain spot or something like that, like, that'd be kind of cool. I think I would check out at least an episode of this. Any other thoughts? I couldn't give a fuck about this show. It sounds dumb as shit. (laughs) Here's something that actually should get a little bit more attention. Legends House Attitude. Legends from WWE, WCW, and ECW live in a house together as the Monday Night War is reignited inside the Legends house. Relive the glory of the Attitude Era as your favorite superstars from the 90s reunite under one roof. Yeah, the Attitude Era had some really good cokeheads. This could work out. I wrote an article a long time ago about people that should have been a part of this and stuff, and unfortunately some of them aren't around anymore because that was a little while ago. But we have a lot of people in the Attitude Era that could make a good season of Legends house. Even just, like, you got the New Age Outlaws, you got the Godfather, Goldust, uh, Val Venus. Any particular people you guys would be interested in? I would not want to see Val Venus. He's just some, like, Canadian douche that fucking rattles on bitches all the time. It'd be annoying. Like, not the funny type of annoying. But he's going to bring weed there the whole time? So yeah, I'm pretty sure he would, just, up. he would just sit on the couch the whole time. Yeah, like it'd be kind of funny though. If it's like every time that they're all hanging around talking, he's just on the couch and he's like, "Yo, I don't want to do anything." <laughs> now him and the Undertaker should toke up. All right, so who, like, who's the most fucking like angry and wild guy from the Attitude Era, like that you hear about backstage? Get whoever that is and stick him in there with Ken Shamrock and see if shit goes down. Ooh, Shamrock would be kind of interesting. He'd do it. Now, you would have to imagine they would try, at the very least, to get Austin. I doubt he'll do it. I doubt he'll do it, but it would be funny. Now, he um, has his own TV show that he does. I doubt he would want to. They'd probably get Foley in there. Foley would be good. Um, Foley has his own show now, too, though. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I was thinking. They filmed most of that already. So I'm nice. saying, like, you'd, you'd want to have variety. Oh, you, don't, true. you don't need to do a reality show with a guy who already has a reality show. <laughs> yeah, it is a reality show. That's a good point. William Regal, I guess, technically. Regal yeah. Be part of that, yeah. Uh, he'd be a good guy to put in there. Um, oh, shit. Put Tajiri in there. Make them roommates. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Edge and Christian. You can put Edge and Christian in there. Yeah. Ooh. Honestly, I hardcore Har- Holly. Dude, put oh, Edge and Christian in there. Hardcore oh. Holly, yes. Yeah, Eric Holly's a good one, yeah. Or Bob Corhalley would be even better. It's funny when that fucker doesn't say it. You, you could put Edge and Christian in one room, and then you could put Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy in the other room, and you could get it like while Matt is this whole broken Matt character. The whole <laughs> or you way. could just have like um, an empty space when they do like the talking head kind of things, and because it's uh, for Jeff Hardy because he's been deleted. <laughs> oh, he's not actually a part of the show. Oh shit! You said head. Put head in there. <laughs> Al Snow. No, would they put any of the Dudleys? No, in just it? head. Like actually, get head and leave <laughs> Al Snow out. <laughs> I don't think they would put anyone who's still active. So I wouldn't expect to see like Dudleys or Jericho or Kane, Ooh, anyone right. like that. I got a good one. Kurt Angle, because he ain't wrestling. I got to imagine the Godfather's a guarantee. 
Godfather seems like a guarantee. I feel like Rikishi's probably a guarantee. Road Dog seems like another one. Ooh, put the, put the whole of Too Cool in there because they have a whole bunch of beef because you've never mentioned him in the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh. You know who would be a great one to put in there would be uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Mm. And Lawler's wife. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that there's a lot of potential for this to be a lot of fun. Although I kind of think I'm going to miss Mean Gene Okerlund if he's not a part of it, too. <laughs> you know what I'm not going to fucking miss? <laughs> oh, God, no. Or Pat Patterson. I didn't like Pat on the show. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> oh, she should come back, too. She was hot. She, they should just bring Gene back just for that. They're like, what the fuck? He's not from the Attitude Era. It, it's cool. That's <laughs> no, cool. He's just gonna be like this old. Well, fucker. I mean, he was still working in WCW at the time. WC. Well, well, they do specifically say here legends from WWE, WCW, and ECW. Well, there you oh, go, dude. They're so, gonna give. They're gonna bring back Sabu or so. Shit, that that opens it up, man. You can bring Sandman, RVD. You can bring Dreamer. I give up. I think a couple of names that we haven't really <laughs> said yet. Kevin Nash or Scott Hall? Oh, they won't do it. I don't Actually, RVD's a really good one because he gets butt hurt when it gets too rowdy. What were you going to say, <laughs> Payton? You could bring in who? I forgot because you guys kept talking over and <laughs> tried like fucking fucking. Uh, you know who'd be good? China. Oh, never mind. Actually, would have been a good one, though. Yes, yeah, no. I don't think it was. No. I can't think of You know who they could do is Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to literally say the only person I can think of from WCW is Disco Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Or Glacier. Like, what Ooh, the fuck has that guy been up to? Who the I... fuck would know who Glacier is? There'd be like five people watching going, oh, it's Glacier. Thinking about this, I don't think the New Age Outlaws would go in because Road Dog's doing his own thing, but maybe they would give him the time off. But Billy Gunn's a part of the company, and I kind of think you would only want to have both of them in there or neither. Wasn't is Billy Gunn get fired? Yeah, Billy Gunn got fired. He did get fired, but they, this could be a way to bring him back. But I'm thinking All more right. than anything that they would bring X Pac in. Yeah, they, if they bring X Pac in, he has to be fucking coked up. Well, see, the thing is with uh, let's see, what's his name, Billy Gunn? Is they're they're gonna sign it back just for the middle finger for Roman Reigns? We, they could get over his steroid thing, but not his. How shitty would it be if all the people that they pick are ones like we've got Flash Funk and Tom <laughs> Brandy? <laughs> Where he's like, I don't want to watch any oh. of these guys. Oh god, what if they brought in like Mongo McMichael? That would be awesome. <laughs> now, are you against any main roster guys being in like the Big Show? Yeah, I think that they can save them if they want to do another thing. And they, they're wrestling right now. I'll keep them wrestling. When was the last time Big Show wrestled? Uh, he slapped uh, Paulo Cruz on the shoulder. I think That's Nash, not wrestling, though. I think Nash Say, and Paul would be a good choice since we can conclude WCW. I don't know if anyone said them. I did, but they got shot down. Yeah, I, I don't think that they... I, I don't think that Kevin Nash would do it at the very least. Yeah, Kevin Nash is too busy making movies. Mm-hmm. Being tall. Mm-hmm. I imagine it takes a lot of effort to be that tall. So before we move on, I want everybody to leave your comments below and tell us the cast that you would like to see from this. Remember, WCW and ECW are available too. So, uh, Next show that we have here, WWE Investigates. Chronicles the most interesting and provocative stories in WWE history. This multi-part miniseries spans three to five episodes per topic and uncovers the truth behind the most fascinating and real subjects in the history of sports entertainment, such as the life and legacy of Eddie Guerrero. That's not the thing that I would really assume they'd go as the pitchfork. Uh, you know what the pitchforks is going to be? Pitchforks. Module screwjob. 
No, I would think that they would want, if this is like investigating the most interesting stories and uncovering the truth and all that, really, the life and legacy of Eddie Guerrero? That seems just like a documentary to me. That doesn't seem like we're on the case to try to figure out what's happening. I was hoping when I was reading this originally that this was going to be about the stuff like, where did The Undertaker go in 1992? Who uh, was responsible for blowing up McMahon's car? Like, I thought it was going to be that kind of a thing. Just a documentary? I don't care. Tony, I don't think they were going to do bring up the car thing ever again. They could. It doesn't have any actual tie to Chris Benoit. Yeah, but, you know, they they do a really good job at not... They canceled the storyline on the night. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because it was the Chris Benoit thing. Now it's later, it's just separated. So you can't say it's not to- Tony, Edward's very Vince much McMahon, Vince McMahon died, McMahon. and then the next week, he popped up on screen going, hey guys, I'm not dead, and this dead guy's actually dead. Yeah, but even so, like, they'll just abandon stories, and they just won't mention it ever. And if they do, it's usually in some kind of joke. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, trying to think of examples. Like the May Young hand pops up years later as like a fully grown hand. That was funny. Maybe um, restaurants all the time. Triple H saying, "Where did your uh, accent go for Kofi?" Yeah, or the uh, the anonymous GM, where they they just completely let that fall off, and then finally years later we found out who that was. Yeah, but that wasn't funny. No, but see, that's the type of show that I'd be a little bit more interested in, rather than just. We're going to do another, like, this is three to five episodes talking about the life of Eddie Guerrero. You can get the same content in He's the documentary of, yeah, like, so that's no different. Like, so Well, it depends on what they do with it. If, they, if this is supposed to be a continuing series, correct? So they're going to probably do other things. That was just the first example they threw out there. Probably because if they did say Montreal Screwjob, it's like, Jesus Christ, that's been done to death. Yeah. How many, t- how many more documentaries of Montreal Screwjob do we need? Eddie Guerrero, oh, could do the haven't seen that much. Oh, the Monday Night Wars is another one. Um, I actually have to give credits to our good friend Jason. He made a good suggestion for this. <laughs> <laughs> they they it should. Took me a while for a second because of how like natural you did that. Yeah, they, that was, I was like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 should do it on something like um the murder of Bruiser Brody or shit. Do it about fucking Snooka. Exactly. Just complete just completely dog the guy and <laughs> then you're good. Then you're completely like, pretty much disassociated with him. Right. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to see more. Life and Legacy of Eddie Guerrero, where if it, I'm assuming, because the way that they're pitching it like that, would basically be like, all right, this is the, Eddie has his demons and whatever, like that kind of stuff. And, but he was a great wrestler, wasn't he? And everybody, and it's like, all right. I hope the narrator talks like that. So you're the new demons. Well, he's got demons. We like that phrase, demons. But uh, thumbs up, right, guys? <laughs> and while they talk about his demons, they could just have a picture of, like, Eddie Guerrero with Kane overlaying it. <laughs> we have the Wives of Flair. While the career of Ric Flair is regarded as legendary, the Nature Boy's personal life hasn't received the same admiration. Just ask his four ex-wives. The Wives of Flair is a multi-part documentary series detailing the legendary personal life of Ric Flair, focusing on the roller coaster love life of the Nature Boy and its four ex-wives. So they really like throwing out four ex-wives like three times. In the I day. actually really like that. Maybe just because the fucking title makes me laugh. <laughs> the Wives of so, Flair. So first yeah. off, they they totally shit on Ric Flair and made him cry on Raw, and then they're gonna bring up all of his dirty shit about him well they're well what do you like what do you expect they're like wait so we can make fun of it like make fun of his dead son and get away with it oh i've got some ideas well how great would it be if this show is literally just like they set up a mic and they've got the four of them sitting on a couch and they're like all right talk and they're like oh my god the way that he snores at night (laughs) and he's actually behind like a glass like one of those walls where he can see them but they can't see him and he's crying (laughs) yeah one tear falls down oh well it's rick flair wouldn't be one tear he'd be sobbing and bleeding (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm a little bit interested in this one. It's not my favorite of the bunch, but I'll watch. I'll watch one episode, and if it's good, I'll watch the rest. Yeah, it, it kind of depends a little bit on like how vindictive they are. If they come off as just like straight up bitches, then I'm probably not gonna like it. But if it's funny, why not? We have a WWE All Access dive into the training and personal preparation WWE superstars undergo leading into their main event matches at WWE's biggest events of the year. Cameras follow each main event competitor as they prepare both mentally and physically for the biggest matches in their careers. Kind of like that WWE 24 that they've done with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. I like it. I'll watch that. Mm, I'm indifferent. So I'm interested in when they're doing stuff like they're backstage and they're all kind of hanging out and it's like, oh man, I'm really nervous here and that kind of stuff. Honestly, I'd rather watch more clips of Seth Rollins feeding his dog. Ashley. <laughs> Maybe that's what Seth Rollins does before this matches. He hangs out backstage so. and feeds his dog. Dog's awesome. <laughs> it eats eggs. Mm. Dog's eating better than I am. Yum. Juror uh, Payton, any thoughts about WWE All Access? Mmm. That sounds like their twenty four seven on demand service they used to have on on demand. I'd title it a little bit, but yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down, Peyton. I'll probably watch an episode if it's about a topic I like. But they they do a show like this every once in a while, and I don't know why, but they never stick with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really want to get too excited for it because I think maybe in a whole season they'll do two episodes I care about and then done. Yeah, I've got a feeling there. Like when the WWE Network's like been around for a while, they're just gonna have like a big cam category of just fucking shows they never committed to. Yeah, but I mean, even on this list, some of these shows might end up not happening at all. So they might not even uh, do one episode of this, which is a little bit disappointing if that's the case. We have Extreme Eats, real life best friends Bubba Ray Dudley and Tommy Dreamer team up to unearth the coolest, most mouth-watering, and most extreme eats the country has to offer. I don't give a fuck about this. It's really stupid. This is really the dumbest, I think, out of a whole bunch. They they literally say in it, it's Guy Fieri meets Man vs. Food. Yeah, I I don't give a shit. Fuck off. I don't like Guy Fieri. Man vs. Food I thought was actually kind of interesting, but I don't think I want to watch Tommy Dreamer stuff his face. Well, he's yeah, going to get a new shirt eventually. We already got our fill of Tommy Dreamer fat jokes on the Edge and Christian show. We don't need a whole another show about this. Yeah, I didn't even think that those were funny either. It was like one that kind of made me go like, meh. It's fat. It's fat. Although it's kind of weird. It's Bubba Ray and Tommy Dreamer, not Devon. It's probably racist or something. I don't care. <laughs> There's Ask Me Anything Live. Fans get unprecedented access to their favorite superstars and the opportunity to ask them anything and everything via phone, Skype, and social media in this one-of-a-kind forum. One-of-a-kind forum, yeah. There's a whole thing on fucking Reddit about it. Live on the WWE Network. Pass. They're not going to answer the fucking questions. Yeah, like, if, answer. If, uh, if it's going to be stuff like a fan gets to talk to Stephanie and goes, So, did you fuck Macho Man Randy Savage? Right. I'll check it out, but other than that, I don't give a fuck. If it's going to be asking Bo Dallas what his favorite food is and all that, I don't care. But if you can be like, yo, Roman Reigns, which divas did you fuck? <laughs> then it's a different story. So I'm, I have no faith that that would end up being as good as it could potentially be. And it's on Reddit anyway. What the fuck? They're, not, they're just stealing that from Reddit. We have WWE promo battle. Superstars pitted against one another in head-to-head improv wars. The topics of these promos, as well as the winners, are determined by the audience, social media, and the panel of judges. Built as a tournament, the superstars with the funniest and most entertaining promos advance to the next round until one is declared the undisputed promo battle champion. I'm a little interested in that one because it seems kind of like a game showy type of thing. Why not? 
Apparently nobody else's. <laughs> nah. What's there to say about it? It's like, all right. If they did a real game show, I'll be excited, but this... <laughs> WWE goes viral. The best viral videos the internet has to offer display, displayed through the lens of WWE. Uh, no. That's just like Tosh.0, I guess. Didn't they do this before? Maybe is it? Yeah. Yep. I want to say it's Tosh.0. I would put it more in the lines of ridiculousness. I've never seen that show. And don't. It's fucking terrible. It's basically the same fucking thing, only instead of one guy, it's to a group of people. Uh, and then yeah. there's like two people with really fucking annoying laughs. Yeah, they're a couple years too late on that one. We have the third wheel. Two WWE fans agree to a blind date with the camera crew documenting their experience, but what they don't know is that they're about to be joined by a very opinionated WWE superstar as the third wheel. No. That sounds cool. If it um, happened to me, I'd like to hang out with Big short e. segment on Swerved. It doesn't need a fucking show. A whole show where there's going to be like, oh, I'm whacking crazy Heath Slater, messing up your date. <laughs> I don't care. Talking SummerSlam, post-WWE, or post-pay-per-view late-night talk show driven by a conversation that is fun, edgy, and opinionated, hosted by a celebrity comedi- comedian panel on a cozy late-night set. So this is Talking Dead. But for pay-per-views. Pass. We do our own post shows. Watch those instead, motherfuckers. <laughs> Miz and Mrs. The reality sh- series follows the Miz and Maurice. Pass. Sounds good to me. Oh, dude, come on. We talk about how cool they all are all the time. Yeah, they're great wrestling characters. I don't want to see them in real life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I bet the Miz is so wacky. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> all right. And uh, you just made half of WWE subscribers unsubscribe. <laughs> hey, listen. Don't worry, we got all of them TNA subscribers still. Ask Miguel. We have, uh, they don't want to call this the WWE Diva Search anymore, but they can't not call it the Diva Search, so it's listed as WWE Superstar slash Diva Search, and it's the Diva Search. It's uh, team, uh, team Trish and Team Lita. Yeah, I hated the Diva Search every time it's been around, so I don't give a fuck about this. I actually like the idea. I think that'd be interesting, but it's not something that's going to be amazing. Tony. Well, it depends on how they do this because the way it actually sounds to me is it sounds almost more like the ultimate fighter where mm-hmm. it's going to be Trish versus Lita and they're going to have their teams like their camps and they're going to be training them and who's going to be the better trainer to make the better team. Oh yeah, it's like a cross between that and tough enough it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. That actually sounds intriguing. That maybe sounds a lot it's because than just the, the modeling contest. Maybe it's because the ultimate fighter is like just been on so long to the point that nobody cares about it anymore and probably just like bleh. <laughs> At the end of the day, guys, fucking tits. <laughs> that is the main takeaway of this. We have History of WWE, a 10-part documentary series detailing the entire history of WWE from its early territorial inception, the debut of WrestleMania, blah, 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 blah. So it's a documentary again. Same There's thing. a DVD on this, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, that, you can't really hate hey. it. You can't really love it. They've never really done just a pure history of WWE. They did the history of WrestleMania, which is probably the closest thing you'll get to it. So th- this could be. I mean, I loved the Monday Night Wars, the, I both both the documentary and the TV show. I couldn't get into a lot of the episodes because I started watching and it was like we we're gonna just re uh, talk about the same stuff again and they're retreading on the same ground. And I'm like, well, how many more times do I need to hear Keith David talking about like? And then Scott Hall came in and it's like, oh, I know we talked about the it. WWE started in a small trailer park and then it just pans to an audio of Vince Senior beating the shit out of Vince Junior. <laughs> Hey, WWE history. 
yeah, I mean, I'll check it out, I'm sure, but it's something I'm not going to be like, oh man, this is fucking insane. We have Totally NXT, which sounds like it's breaking ground, but for like people that are even lower. Let's uh, follow six of the most competitive women. Oh, wait, it's just women? Oh, okay. Uh, follow six of the most competitive women doing whatever it takes to navigate the developmental system of NXT. Each season, the dream will come true as one amazing female athlete is given the opportunity of a lifetime to not only move up to the main roster of WWE, but also become the newest face of Total Divas. <laughs> whatever it takes, care. eh? <laughs> Hello, ladies. This is Michael Hayes. That is all. <laughs> they're going to do a companion season for just the men. Hello, everybody. This is Pat Patterson. <laughs> So this is kind of like a, a breaking ground plus tough enough plus total divas plus the diva search. So if you're gonna do diva search, don't do totally NXT. Sounds like it's like treading on the same ground. Uh, we have Goldberg's huh. Garage. Oh, were you gonna say something before? Well, I was gonna say instead of breaking ground, they could do treading ground <laughs> or treading water. <laughs> Goldberg's Garage. All right. Uh, Join former WWE World Heavyweight Champion Goldberg, his stunt performer wife Wanda, and a brash crew of mechanics at Goldberg's Garage Station in Charlotte, North Carolina. The team at Goldberg's Garage specialize in restoring classic American muscle cars from the 50s to 70s. It's just a bunch of cars that Goldberg's punched. Have you not seen that clip where he fucked his hand up? Out of every show that's mentioned here, including the one where it's like kids doing commentary... Holy fuck, I don't care about this. Goldberg and his stunt performer wife and a brash crew of fucking maniacs restoring cars. Well, I guess he's back in the fold. Like, more than just the game, then. Yeah. And this is a shitty way to get back into the fold, man. I... Oh, fuck. You better no, not listen man. Listen. There used to be this show. I wasn't, was it History Channel it was on? It was basically just like a, some random guy fixing up cars, very similar to this. And it was a huge hit. And I wouldn't be surprised if they could pull it out, especially with a guy like Goldberg. That's a huge star for them to come in and give his own show. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. I, I listened to the recent Stone Cold podcast. He did a two-part interview with Goldberg. It was a good listen. He's actually a fun guy to listen to. Hmm. He's lightened up a lot. Like, he's, he's, he's humbled himself very much. He's, he's told a lot of really cool stories I never heard about him before that shines a new light on the guy as far as his time in WCW. Like, there, there was this whole story told about when they were trying to do the whole undefeated streak, there was this match where he was just kind of trusting Barbarian. Oh, I and, know what you're on about. And, and he did a belly-to-belly -belly suplex off the top rope, and apparently Eric Bischoff comes in the back afterwards, starts chewing him out, like, why would you let him do that? Never, ever let anybody do that. And he's like, it's, it's Barbarian. He's the safest guy here, and he's also a tough guy. And he would, he would actually come to the defense of other people a lot. He was not like a Hogan who was just constantly there, like, trying to keep himself on top and screw everybody else. He... There's a guy who actually had a lot of nuance to himself. And I don't remember um, who it was exactly, but there was someone he wanted to put over, and they were like Bo just on a house show so nobody would know about it anyway. It was Bobby Eaton. Yeah, Fucking a, a legend at that point. Like, Yeah, but do you want to watch him restore cars? No. Um, No, <laughs> but you know what? There's a lot of people out there that love cars. I'm not one of them, but there's a lot of people out there who, who are into that. I'd rather watch Goldberg again, make car noises. Again, as I was saying before... Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't think that they can necessarily get like an audience behind it. Lots of people love cars. It's like their their main thing. I have zero interest in cars. I'm one of those guys. I'll even group it together as I don't like transportation. Like I don't like I don't give a shit about especially jets. them jet skis. 
Oh, fucking jet skis. Uh, but yeah, like I don't, when people are like, oh man, look at this boat. I'm like, yeah, it's a boat. Who cares? Or people are like, look at these fighter planes from World but, War II. But, don't but, care. What if it's a boat boat? If it's a boat boat, <laughs> then it's a different story. What Especially if, it... if it's the steamboat, the steamboat, Tito Santana. Then... <laughs> no, but pretty much any show, the, the content matters. But more than that, it's the characters that matter. Yeah. So if Goldberg can be as cool of a guy as I heard him on this podcast, and his wife sounds like a pretty badass chick. She's she's legit a stunt person. He was talking all these stories about how his wife is actually probably rubbed elbows with more celebrities than he has because of what she does. Um, and, and I don't know who the the secondary characters are. And I imagine there'll probably be guest appearances. Like maybe he'll have Stone Cold come in and hang out during an episode, or maybe, maybe he'll, he'll do a car for me. <laughs> He's just yeah, this, all the like, they're just fucking under the hood, and he's Austin's like, hey, remember how I was more over than you? <laughs> you know, John Cena is actually really big in restoring cars as well. I wouldn't be surprised Ooh. if he would pop up on it. There you go. Jay Leno's going to pop up. They're going to be like, hey, remember WCW? And he's going to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have 50 dates, 50 states. A WWE Bachelor goes on 50 dates in 50 states on an ultimate quest to find true romance. <laughs> they really, they really want to get a dating thing, don't they? Dude, Jesus Christ. How many... Shows that are the are you just? Oh listening? yeah, I just asked that in the Skype chat. What? How many more of these fucking? Things yeah. are there? there's two like, more. It's just that at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why it's the main hot tag. Oh, um, yeah, so we're all passing on the date one. Fuck that. We have WWE game night, which is the thing that uh, Heath Slater's been doing on YouTube. It's fun once in a while. Yeah, I mean, if they can add more to it, because the worst part about it is that it's like two minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I really like John Cone in it. John Cone. John Cone. He's like the best part, especially the last one where he was flipping the fuck out. <laughs> He's just cursing and smashing shit. But then we have one of the, I think it's really, it has a lot of potential to it. If they continue it, and it's not just a one-time thing. WWE roast John Cena. Yes, 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 yes. I totally want a roast show. Out well, of all these, that's the, the one that road. I want. It depends. If it's kayfabe and PG, fuck that. If it's just everybody dropping their characters and just going to town on him, I'm for it. If we can get people that can treat it like the Comedy Central roast, and even more importantly, the Friars Club roast, because they were better, get like, you know, um, oh, who's that comedian? Uh, that He's on it all the time now. Oh, uh, uh, um, Jeffrey... Dahmer? Jeff Jeff Ross. <laughs> you beat me to <laughs> Jeff Dahmer. If Jeff Dahmer's on it, I'll be interested, but still. Well, they, 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 you know, this, this would definitely be an opportunity for them to bring in celebrities, which they love doing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get on like Jon Stewart, um, Stephen Amell, maybe, depending on who they're doing. Like you could you have this family of people, Shaq, uh, Snoop Dogg. You could bring in these people to to do these roasts for people, especially John Cena. Like yeah. now that now he's doing the ESPYs, think of all the celebrities he's gonna be rubbing shoulders with there. There's a couple different people we could do a roast on. We can do a roast on John Cena as, like, the main first guy because that's going to be a lot of material. A lot of people making fun of, like, you know, the you can't see me thing. A lot of people. He's got a good, a good enough career that you've got the potential behind it. But a roast about Ric Flair? Oh, oh my God. You know what would be absolutely Iron amazing? Sheik. Well, Iron Sheik would be fun just to have him on the mic. But you know what the most amazing roast would be if they could ever do it? Would be of Hogan. A Hogan roast would be amazing. Just finally, everyone gets to throw all this shit at him, and especially after all that he's been through the last few years. Oh, <laughs> oh they've got the racist agenda now. That'd be great. And the sex tape and everything. It would be so fucking great. Like that uh, out of all the shows, that's the one that I'm like 
just do it. Just you keep know, doing those. You know? you know what though? Sino be you know how they get to like roast everyone else afterwards? Mm-hmm. Sino got on the mic and be like, ah, you know who's getting buried. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dolph Ziggler comes out since he's in the comedy game now and all that, and he's just kinda of like, ah, oh, that was a good one two punch there, Ziggler. Yeah, you're losing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think I'm fucking joking, do you? <laughs> But even if they keep it a little bit more on the kayfabe side of things, it still could be kind of funny. Making fun of like the shit that Kane's gotten into over the years, big shows, characters mm. and stuff. Mark would, Henry. Like, it would kind of remind me of like the early Slammies then. If they did yeah. something like that, it could be fun. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of potential for that kind of thing, one way or another. So that's it. We went through all of them. Uh, can, I, can, I just, can I just yeah. mention one more thing? Just for the oh, no, please it. don't. <laughs> It's just stuff that Xavier Woods do with the up, up, down, down. They could easily make that into a network show of any sorts. And a lot of people watch it. Just saying. Who knows? Might be on the next set. Eh, probably never because he's going to get fired. But some of these shows might be popping up pretty soon. Probably not for a while. I'm assuming at least another six months or so. And, uh, you know, if they end up popping up, then we'll let you guys know what we think about them and all that when they happen. But let us know what you think about them in the comments below. We are going to take a break because we need one after going through 21 different shows. Rest Hold's coming up next. Main event's coming up after that. Fantasy League is coming up after that one. We'll see you in parts three, four, and five. All right, guys, it's time for the rest hold. And as I mentioned before, we're in a bit of a transitional phase right now, trying to figure out how we're going to restructure the Smack Talk show going forward. And the rest hold is going to be one of the major things that we're going to rehaul a little bit. We're not going to get rid of it entirely. So for the people that are like, oh, my God, or whatever. No, we just can't get rid of promotional stuff in its entirety and just push away all this stuff on the side. But I want to make it a little bit more fun. I want to make it a little bit more engaging and a little bit less tiresome, a lot less of the repetition and such. So I want to get your opinions going forward about a couple of different things. We found out last week that there are some kinks when it comes to me having another person on here because there's not really much that they can chime in on for a couple of the other things. So that's something that maybe we're not going to do that in the future. I don't really know. But one thing I want to ask you guys about in particular, at least for this week, is the outside interference articles. Now, I'm curious, do you guys check out these articles? If you do, let me know. If you don't, let me know. And also, whether or not you check them out because I'm mentioning them on the podcast or through the other avenues. Because I always mention they're on the homepage of smartoutmoment.com, the section that says outside interference. Literally, the most recent articles are always posted there. Makes sense. But they also come up on the Facebook and Twitter accounts for Tony Mangum and Smartout Moment. Now, do you guys read the articles because I've brought their attention to you and I've said that on the podcast or do you check them out because you are subscribed to the Facebook or the Twitter accounts or do you just check out the YouTube description? Whatever the case may be, go ahead and let me know about that because this is going to be something that going forward, maybe I'm going to trim the fat and get rid of this little part. Maybe I'm going to continue doing it if it's going to make a big difference. I don't really know. I want to make sure that you guys keep checking these articles out. And I also don't want to bog things down, so we got to find a happy medium there. But if you're interested for this week, at the very least, I wrote up an article for E-Wrestling News about superstars that balance each other out in the draft, so go ahead and check that out. One thing that's definitely not going to be going anywhere is the Smark My Words comment of the week. 
And this week it goes to BGLFC for a comment he left in our Twitch stream, which was, surely a jet ski would be better. Come on, guys. A little reference there to the club doing that little ski at the end of things, which I fucking hate. I think it's so stupid. But I don't think that's the same when it comes to this comment. I think this comment was really funny, so big thumbs up to BGLFC for this, for making me laugh about something with that stupid ski thing that they're doing. Probably the only positive thing I'm going to have to say about that ski joke in any capacity, but... Uh, hat tip over to UBGLFC and thanks to all the other people who participated in all the other conversations that we have as well. One of those, of course, is our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the Mega Maniacs. Go head over there, guys. You definitely want to be a part of that because that's where we goof off and that's where we let you guys know anything else that we need you guys to know and you can, can participate in group chats and so on and so forth. The monthly mailbag for July is going to be coming up pretty soon, episode number 244, so start sending in those questions, and whether it's wrestling-related or not, if you want to pick our brains about something, just ask away. Tweet us at SmartCutMoment with the hashtag mailbag, or shoot us an email through the contact form of the website, and I will backlog those, and we will answer them come episode 244. Take a smart out moment signed to a wrestling event. Take a picture of yourself holding that up at that event and send it my way. And as part of the Sign Me Up initiative, I will give you a shout out on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk as a thank you in return for helping support us by promoting us at that show. And there are ways that you can support us with what's in your wallet as well. The donation side of things include the Patreon Rewards account, the YouTube channel's fan funding module, and the PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com. Or you can also pick up t-shirts over at our Public and Redbubble shops if they haven't been taken down yet because WWE decided to be dicks the past couple of days and file copyright claims against some of those things. I don't know how they consider Big E's package to be really a copyright claim against WWE, as opposed to FedEx, but, you know, uh, go ahead and order them while you can, because who knows how long these are going to be up, but that's a way for you to get something for your money. And obviously, if you can't spread the wealth, there are other ways that you can help us out a whole lot, and that's through sharing our contact for other people to see by posting our links on different websites like Reddit and message boards. You can like and share our Facebook posts. You can retweet us on Twitter. Give a thumbs up to our YouTube videos and stuff like that. It all helps out a whole lot. And the same applies for the other website, fanboysanonymous.com. That is the geek culture topic site for video games, films, superheroes, nerdy stuff like that. So follow that website, fanboysanonymous.com, all over social media, the YouTube channel, and so forth. Lastly, if you want to join the website, send in your application by using the contact form at smartcountmoment.com, and I will get back to you with more info when I can about that. And that's it for this week's Rust Hold. Again, everybody, make sure that you let me know what you think of some different options going forward that you would like to see. Another thing that I'm cutting out this week is I'm not having that background music, and that's why this is going to sound a little bit bland. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're kind of sick and tired of that music. I'm kind of sick and tired of that music. So if you miss it, let me know. If you don't, let me know. If you want to see the Ask Him come a little bit earlier on this and still be a part of it, if you want the Ask Him to still remain separate, any kind of ideas that you guys have going forward, I will greatly appreciate that. But I don't want to ramble any longer because our main event is coming up next, so I'll see you there, everyone. Welcome back from the rest hold, everyone. It's time for us to get into our main event for this episode, which is going to be Wrestling With The Past. Now, I put up a poll on the Mega Maniacs where I was asking you guys, what would you like to see us do when it came to draft kind of discussions or other things? We had a potential retain repackage release. We had a uh, smart announce table that were on the table. 
yeah, just to repeat that again. But overwhelmingly, the votes went to a combination of the going over option and the wrestling with the past option. And I'm kind of merging them together here. We're going to talk about the brand extensions mistakes from the past that WWE needs to make sure that they don't replicate in the future. And we're going to talk about the pros and the cons of what a brand split can actually be. Uh, the draft is going to be something that's coming up next week, and it's going to change a lot of things in WWE, but we don't know exactly how they're going to change it. They're really kind of being vague, and we don't know if the same rules are going to apply compared to what they used to be, or if they're going to change some things, if they've learned their lesson for, you know, maybe they got to make sure that the roster is a little bit more balanced, different things like that. So we're going to keep this kind of just chill and sort of bounce things back and forth for a little bit and see what ends up happening. And I'm going to start off with one topic that I think is going to be one of the biggest things that going forward, this could be a huge monumental factor of how successful this could be, championships. Now, the pro that I can see when it comes to having more championships with a brand split, more people can get titles that they might not have been able to get before. We've had Mark Henry, for instance, as a world heavyweight champion. I really liked Mark Henry's run. I think that he deserved it. I think that Kane deserved to be a world heavyweight champion more than that one day reign. So that's a huge positive when it comes to it. Negatively, does it mean as much when somebody wins if there's more titles? So this is going to be a topic to bounce around quite a bit in here. Uh, Peyton, I'm going to start off with you. When it comes to championships and the brand extension and stuff, what do you think? Is that a, a more of a benefit, more of a hindrance? It is 100% a benefit if you treat the titles with their own unique identities. And even if you want to have two top titles, you need to keep them equal to each other. And their problem is that they can never do that. And they even like went out of their way to switch the titles between the brands to like make, make one seem better. I don't, I don't really know how they were trying to get it through that. It didn't matter. Like, the WWE title was always the one they cared about more. Even though that World Heavyweight title had a bigger lineage, I came up with this idea Monday. I I think the best thing they could possibly do, just get rid of all the titles. Just fucking erase them all. Start a brand new lineage for everything, and then make new titles for each show. Mm. And then everything is on equal ground, where it's a complete reset, and that's how we get everything together. So you know what? You're right for one specific reason on that. As long as there's two titles, like, as long as one of them is the WWE Championship, regardless if you make a new title or not for the opposing brand, everyone's going to go, oh, the WWE title matters more, no matter mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my issue when it comes to sw- switching it up and getting rid of all the titles and stuff like that is it's kind of like, well, if you're going to have an intercontinental type of championship and a United States type of championship or whatever, why not just kind of keep them the intercontinental in the United States instead of calling them like the national and uh, American championship or something, you know, like. Well, there's other things you can go on. I mean, one show can have a um... see, I don't, I don't really like titles that go off of territories because they don't do territories anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no reason like the European title would be freaking stupid to have now. Right. Or, or even like, you know, back in the day there used to be um, a Southern championship or uh, whatever you might want to go with there. They, they have no reason to do that anymore. So if you want to have a middle title, I don't even think you need a middle title like that. If you want to have branch divisions, of course you're going to have your women's title. You're going to have your tag team. Uh, I think they want to bring back a cruiserweight division. 
I think that's a great one you could do. Cruiserweight is something that's like, that's a blessing and a curse because it's like, yeah, that's a real good thing for the cruiserweight guys to have that. Like, it's a lot of fun and stuff. But shit, you can't have a cruiserweight championship and it's like just on SmackDown and all the cruiserweights are on there. Then it's like, well, shit, Raw just has all the beefy dudes. No, no, you could do something different with Raw. And I wouldn't say give it the women. Um, but I mean, think outside the box here. I mean, you could restart a hardcore division. You could do um, maybe some type of like, uh, I don't want to say like a foreigner's title, but like, <laughs> but I mean, some, some type of thing that um, celebrates the international heritage that they've gotten. You know, I'm, I'm trying to say it in a more classier way, but that's essentially what it would be. Something that I was just thinking about now is when it comes to the two like world titles and like their respective brands having their own titles. What what do you want to say about that? <laughs> I think he got kidnapped. Someone just dragged him out yeah, the door. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded like somebody just came into his room and took him away. Yeah, I think that's actually what happened. Uh, all right. Well, uh, if this is used in court evidence later on, then thanks for listening to SmackDown. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we'll figure out what's yeah. happening. <laughs> Make sure that stenographer gets that web address. <laughs> yeah, that is smart out moment, S-M-A. <laughs> they type fast. I'm sure they'll get it. Well, while Drew's fighting off his captor or any whatever the hell ends up happening, uh, I'll pick you back off of what he was about to try to say about two world titles. Now, if they are going to go fully competition mode and it's like, you know, you guys are uh, – equal ground and all that kind of stuff. They sort of need to have two world titles, but I really was hoping that they wouldn't. I really like the idea of just the WWE champion. He can go cross brand. He's has to defend his title by t- uh, two different brands. Like he, he doesn't get any special treatment cause he's the guy kind of a thing. But if they go with a second world title, this is going to be a controversial opinion, but I don't want that gold belt coming back. No, that thing is really antiquated looking, and I just don't think it has any place in modern wrestling. No, it, no it, it, I see that belt. It look good. It's a silly thing, but people are going to think of this. You unified that belt with another one to get the current one. <laughs> the, the one that unified to make it still exists, and you bring that back. It's kind of awkward, right? Like, and I don't like the idea too that it what used to be here's the WWE champion and here's the world heavyweight champion, because then that also makes it seem like there's a weight class distinction. And if they don't have the cruiserweight championship or a middle ground, like a, what, what is the middle ground? Uh, Welterweight? Middleweight. Middleweight. Where, where, how is Walter? Where, where does that go? Welterweight's 170. Middleweight is 180. Okay. I knew Walter was around there somewhere, but like, if they don't have like a middleweight, then it's kind of odd that it's the world heavyweight champion and the cruiserweight, if they even have the cruiserweight. So I want them to go with a different title, maybe even if they need to, just call it the Raw WWE champion and the SmackDown WWE champion. There's been an image going around recently of somebody just recoloring the red parts of the WWE title with a blue one. I wouldn't be too opposed to that. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Like, if you're going to, like, I don't want there to be two titles. I think it's really dumb, but I get why they're doing it. It makes their booking easier. Um, but if if that's how they're going to do it, that's what I'd rather them do. Don't, like, have this dispute over, well, who's the real world champion? No, just there's a world champion and there's a SmackDown champion. Mm-hmm. And that's also something that I kind of like if I wish that there was only one world champion. 
we said it would just kind of be the Intercontinental and the United States are the two main ones. And then the, well, not the main ones, but they're the ones that are brand specific, kind of. Well, you, you could take an old... Sorry, go you, on. You could take an old school mentality to this and treat the world champion just like the world champion in the NWA did. And the world champion's a traveling champion who goes around to all the different territories. The territories, in this case, Raw and SmackDown. Real. And shit, have him go to NXT every once in a while, too. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. An NXT world uh, championship match, even if it's not the NXT champion versus him. Like, if we had just, like, you know, Samoa Joe's the NXT champion right now, if, like, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, fucking Ty Dillinger, whoever cares. He just bumps shoulders with the wrong guy backstage and end up having a match that night. Yeah, he comes to the NXT and he goes, you know, yeah, I'm just checking out the future. And somebody goes, yeah, well, I'm the future. I'll fucking beat you for the title right now. And he goes, all right, fine. You want a title match? Go ahead and do it. And then he beats the crap out of that guy and goes, yeah, fuck you. I'm WWE champion, motherfucker. (laughs) Something like that. But, like, that would be so much better than me than when we're a situation where one of the cons of having two titles with a brand extension, we get people like Alberto Del Rio having seven-month title reigns because it's like, well, we got to have another uh, champion, so let's split it and make the champions not – like, everybody moves up on the roster with a brand extension. And when we stopped having the brand extension – how good was that mid-card? We had Sheamus, Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and all that all go into this upper mid-card kind of range, and suddenly the Intercontinental and the United States titles meant so much more because we had John Cena as a champion. And now we're going to get, like... I'm, I've been down on the guy in the past, and I think that he's got a lot of potential in certain ways, but somebody like a Rusev... I don't want him being a world champion right now. Oh, I'd love Rusev as a world champion. Are you kidding me? I think he's a great U.S. champion right now. He's the modern Iron Sheik, dude. I'm not sold on him being a world champion. He's coming into his own recently. I don't know if you guys have more like seen the dynamic shift, but just all his mannerisms, he's, he looks better, too. The boots I, were a yeah, huge I, improvement. I've always seen the potential in Rusev, and he's you're right. He's really finding it. I think he is a top-tier talent, and he he's going to be one of the main heels over the next five years. I would not be shocked to see him get a good title reign. Oh, you know what's good, funny, though? Now. Yeah. You know what's funny? Just just adjusting his finisher to what he did has made him so much more of a beast. Mm-hmm. Well, just like you said, I mean, he wears boots now, and he looks better. Yeah, there's like he's doing everything right. Like, if there's a if there's a guy that could turn around and be, like, top-tier talent, it might be him. But say how the cards play out. Rusev right now is the best that I've seen Rusev, minus the fact that he doesn't have the heat that he used to. So, again, though, something that affects this is they have a different roster now. They have a much wider range of talent than they did even just two years ago. And we also have no idea who they're bringing up. We don't know who they're bringing back. If they bring back 20 people and move up 10 people from NXT, suddenly this roster becomes a lot uh, denser, and you don't necessarily have these people moving up the card as much, then you can keep the guys like, you know, we've got like Zack Ryder and Darren Young right now. Perfect examples. These two are fighting for the Intercontinental and the United States Championship, and I'm not as much of a hater of Zack Ryder as some other people, but I do we think hate him. I do think that he's somebody who he's not the same level as the Intercontinental title's been, and the US title. Darren Young by no means is ready to be like that prestigious intercontinental champion. Fuck no, he ain't. Oh, he I could just... maybe get there in the future. But, you know, we went through years and years of the brand extension 
where we had these crappy mid-card champions. And I don't want to see that come back again. I don't want, you know, the, all the decent mid-carders and upper mid-carders to go into the main event and to kind of sully that a little bit. I think that's inevitable. I just hope the big thing I'm hoping is they don't spread, split the Davis and the tag titles. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. That's another huge thing, too, is what are they going to do with that? Because if you split the tag titles and you have two separate tag titles, we don't have a ton of tag teams, and they love splitting tag teams up. Then we're going to get that weird, shitty tag division again. No, I, I disagree with that. They'll definitely call people up. They'll definitely sign people. Bring shit. If the Young Bucks were to show up at one point during all of this, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would be more upset if they, like, separated the women's just because it's very, very shallow right now. I'd be more upset at that. Trying to say women are shallow, Drew? Uh, I don't know. Some of them are. Our opinions of them are shallow, at least when it comes to the tournament. (laughs) Now, if you think about this, they've been setting up for this for years. Like, they've really been, for lack of a better term, scouting and raiding talents from everywhere. Fuck, they got AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. They actually went and got AJ fucking Styles now. He better be on fucking Raw. <laughs> I think he's going SmackDown. I think he's SmackDown too. If he's SmackDown, I'm going to be still watching Raw. <laughs> I'm not watching both shows. It's going to be so hard to watch both shows, and hopefully it's good enough that we want to make sure that we can. And we know for sure, this is a guarantee. The section for the next couple months is going to be better than what it's going to be a couple years from now, most likely. Because it's going to be a new thing. They're going to put more energy behind it and stuff. So we're not going to see, like, you know, week two of the draft or the brand extension. Yeah, and I know what you're like. Some people are going to go, I told you so. It's a great idea. It's been fucking great these last three weeks. And then it's like, yeah, talk to me when it's a year and a half from now. And then let's see if it's still the same. And if it is, awesome. It could even be better. So what, you're just going to sit there and be a cynical dork the whole time? Like, why not enjoy it while it's good? Exactly. You got to enjoy it while it's good. And you can't just say that it's guaranteed to be better. You can't say it's going to be guaranteed to get worse. But more than likely, um, just by history of everything, and that's not just WWE, but everything, when something's new, people tend to put more energy behind it. Then they get a little bit sour on it, and they kind of let it go by the wayside. A new project comes up. They get their attention more. I am just going to say this. 2016 has nuked my expectations of pretty much anything. Like, absolutely fucking anything. The final deletion, AJ Styles comes in, Shane McMahon comes back, Brock Lesnar fights a UFC fight while under contract with WWE. Fucking, like, all this crazy shit's been happening this year. 2016 has been one of the most interesting years in wrestling in a long time. A lot of crazy shit. Roman Reigns getting suspended like that? Sure, Lola beating his... (laughs) (laughs) Not his wife, his girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, so that's something to, to, you know, preface when we're still continuing on this conversation and stuff like that. But championships are a big factor here. Now, positive that I want to transition to a different thing here. Bragging rights. I think that a real big positive of the brand extension is that you do get to have that competition. I remember bragging rights being a great idea of a pay-per-view. You had the Intercontinental Champion versus the United States Champion. That Dolph Ziggler versus Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan match was still one of my favorite matches I've seen in the past bunch of years. As long as they don't do it too close to Survivor Series like they used to. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that was a good idea in the past. But well, if they can make this like I'll a WrestleMania with... thing, or they can make it like, um, I don't know, like a, 
maybe they switch around the uh, schedule yeah. around a little bit more. Maybe it's like Here, post WrestleMania. Tony, Tony, this is what they're going to do. See, Battleground, I could easily be a name for some type of bragging rights. Yeah. They, they don't have to have bragging rights as a pay-per-view. They could just have bragging rights be the theme behind something. And actually, there's something I wanted to pitch to you guys about the idea of bragging I rights. I fucking hate it. I knew you would. Well, it's going to be that AJ Styles wins every match, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about this? Now, one of the biggest problems that we have going into the road to WrestleMania season is if you have a champion as the champion at Royal Rumble and you know who is going to be challenging them, it's kind of hard to do something at Fastlane or Roadblock where you think that there's a chance that the championship is going to change hands. If they do change hands, it kind of seems a little bit weird that they're doing that at the last minute to WrestleMania and all that. So it's always hard to find like a good thing for the champion to do. If we have two champions, why not do at Fastlane or Roadblock or whatever you want to call it, make that the bragging rights thing. Make it to where the two different champions, they have that like span where they're going to still go into WrestleMania as the champions they have to lead their teams against each other. So you're getting a big match, but you don't have to try to figure out a way to do title matches and stuff. You know, they did change the name of Knight of Champions to Clash of Champions. They could easily be doing yeah. something like this with just just by that, just get points for each brand when it comes to that stuff. But I do like the idea of that. But I'm more of a fan of if they do some kind of bragging rights thing. Yeah, they have like these elimination matches at some point. That's cool and all. But champions versus champions is always the easiest way to do the bragging rights thing. Yeah, you could get the two world champions against each other, the two mid-card champions. If they do have two tag titles and two divas, have them against each other. Well, Tony, that's very that's very shallow of you. They're women now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, there is, I kind that, of what are like, they going to call it? Are they going to call it the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Champion, or is one of them going to be the Divas and the Women's? Well, I kind of like the idea, but I think I've got something that might work as well. You said put the champions against each other. Instead of like leading a team, have them have a singles match. The winner gets to have the main event at Mania against the Rumble winner. Ooh. That, yeah, that could be an interesting one. Because then you actually make that pay-per-view between Mania and Rumble mean something. Yeah, like the Royal Rumble winner gets that guaranteed WrestleMania match, but they don't have to pick between the two. It's who you're going to face. And they could even oh, fuck, they could even be the special guest referee if you want to do something weird. Like there's a lot of potential for that kind of thing. I think bragging rights is one of the coolest things. And even if we don't get bragging rights, Survivor Series, we're going to get it this year. America. Yeah. So I like that idea of the brand competition. That's one like big, big positive of a brand extension. When if, I, it's if competitive. I could, I'm just going to have to go against you here and say I never really saw the appeal of bragging rights. I mean, you want to talk about lazy writing? Like, why do they have this match they want to fight against each other? Wouldn't they, wouldn't, they, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't they rather be doing their own thing? Like, wouldn't they rather brag like, hey, we beat you in the ratings 10 weeks in a row? See, Among those lines, I, that is true. And the way that Vince McMahon was like bringing up all this stuff with like social media presence, ratings, with competition, mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised if they do some kind of thing where it's like bragging rights. Shane and Stephanie are going to play a big part of like, hey, if you fail me right now, then we will give you shit for the rest of the week or month or year. And Tony, I, I know when they first started announcing this, one of the things you were just like certain they were going to do quickly was muddle it too much by crossing brands too much. 
That's and just a one pay-per-view thing, though. It's still part of that, though. The more separate you keep them, the better. I mean, you're already going to have them converging during the big fours. So uh, the, I... be- oh, go ahead. the better thing to do is just keep them separate. Keep them separate. And you know what? If you keep them separate for like four or five years, then you can do a really hot invasion angle. See, I want to keep them separate, but I don't want to keep them entirely separate. I just don't want to see people going on to Raw and SmackDown. Like, I, I don't want to see them go like, well, we just have a, a holdover from Monday Night Raw. Our special guest is going to be, um, I don't know, John Cena popping up on SmackDown. That's where it's just like, well, then what's the point if he's just going to show up? But so if you, you do a pay-per-view and you build it up and it's like you can't even like really have the, the two people on the opposite teams go against each other. Maybe somebody does like jump the barricade over to the next show and then it's just kind of like, you know, the security comes and takes them away or something like that. For that one pay-per-view thing, that'd be kind of cool. It all depends on how they plan to do on that, too. Because, I mean, you can take any pay-per-view and make it shit. And Clash of the Champions, if they go with that instead of Night of Champions, maybe it's just going to be all the championship titles are defended again. Like, that's a little blah, but... um, You know, I'm assuming that we're going to see some crossover, even for things that aren't the big four. Like, if they do a King of the Ring tournament, probably going to do that at some point again. And that'll be something they're not going to do, like the Raw King of the Ring tournament, the uh, SmackDown King of the Ring tournament, which is another thing, too, is the pay-per-view schedule. I can't imagine them keeping the same schedule if they have separate things, because we're going to have the Raw Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and two weeks later, the SmackDown Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? That would suck. I don't think they should have those pay-per-views at all. Fuck Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Fuck Hell in a Cell, indeed. Fuck Hell in a Cell. Fuck uh, TLC. That doesn't need to be a pay-per-view. I don't want to see two pay-per-views a month anyway, though. Kind of. <laughs> like, I I'm, don't want to be burned out. I'm fine with that, because you know what? I, you know, what I think they should do is they should alternate. Is Every month, there's one pay-per-view, and there's one network special. And it switches off each brand that gets one. So one month, Raw has the big pay-per-view, and SmackDown has a little network special. Next month, it's the swap. I think that would be a good way to keep things hot, keep things so you're not going too long between what you got there. I mean, I think some of the most fun we've had is when they've had those specials in between shows and in short spurts. I think we've gotten to a point in wrestling where the long-term build, it's, it just doesn't work anymore. I think people are just too ADD-ridden, us included. I, I think we've just gotten used to this faster-paced world. I just don't want to be burned out on content. Which is like a, a double-edged sword. It's like, oh, it's great. We have so much content. And then it's like, I, you know. I don't mind long feuds. I just don't want to. You can do a long feud without having the match every month mm-hmm. or the same match every month. There's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And they don't do it. And a big downside mm-hmm. with the roster split, if you don't have the depth of a roster on each show, you get three to four pay-per-views a month uh, a month uh, three to four pay-per-views in a row of the same matches like how many of the we did in that Seamus Alberto Del Rio thing or even though I liked it we had like I think four pay-per-views of uh Christian and Edge or Christian and Edge Christian sure. um, Red. yeah you know it was a rough one it was a while much longer ago but uh Rey Mysterio versus Eddie's feud it started off really hot and Fuck me! By the end of it, I just wanted to tear my fucking that hair out. Slam match was terrible. How about that John Cena versus Randy Orton feud? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I don't think it ever <laughs> stopped. Oh, uh, that one wins. <laughs> yeah. That was like that. That is another thing. It's like they were saying recently that one of the reasons I want to do this brand extension is because it can slow down their storytelling abilities and that they don't have to rush as much. But don't slow it down to a snail's pace. Don't make it to where it's like, well, we got to spend four weeks to build up to a pay-per-view to have the match that we're going to then spend four more weeks to build up to a second match to spend four more weeks to build up to a third match. I don't want to see, you know, upwards of potentially four pay-per-views or 16 weeks in a row of the same two people feuding over and over again. Well. Then this is where that NXT roster comes in handy. That's why we've been building up this talent for months, years now, that they could be called up at any time on any given moment to start a new feud with someone. And how I'm many kinda... is, how many do we have that like can really cut it? We've got Rude, which is going between two rosters: Rude, Nakamura, Balor, Samoa Joe, Cherries. It's five guys. Um, the fuck is rude? Yeah, I mean, there's not. Really oh, and I'm not gonna. And if any of you say Eric Young, shut the fuck up. No, uh, I no Eric Young is a Young. piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, what about Austin Aries? I already said him. Oh my bad. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, I'll, I'll shut up. A good guy, like he'll be a part of this, you know, going forward and stuff. And I'm sure they're gonna bring other people in too. Yeah, like people keep saying thing. like bring up NXT roster, like. Some of those guys still need to be built up. We've, like, there's only, a, there's only a handful of guys that are like you can throw onto the main roster and have them as a uh, wrestle in the mid card or open mid card. But here's the thing: back in the early days, in the '90s specifically, you just threw someone out there and hope that they swam and then swing. Uh, it's not swing. Swing. <laughs> they swam but, and swinged. <laughs> you know, you know, it's swim sink. You know, that's when they really try to swim, but they fucking drown. But and that's that's what happens with some of these people. Like somebody like a no way Jose, you bring him up now, he's totally gonna swing. Yeah, but <laughs> but here's the thing: if they sink, <laughs> you could easily send him down to NXT again. And they have this developmental system now. Yeah, that's probably like a fucking almost a death sentence. Bring him up and down constantly. Yeah, well, then you're showing the audience that you you kind of brought him up a little bit too early. Yeah, but fuck, it looks like you're gonna have to do that with Baron Corbin. Nah, he'll be fine. He's just yeah. gonna uh, he's gonna suffer for a period of his career, and then he'll be fine. Baron yeah. Corbin, and this is something we're gonna talk about when we do our review of everything to see how people go or whatever. But Baron Corbin is gonna be somebody who gets a big upswing with this. And and also, there's always these rumors of them bringing back old talent or people from like the mid two thousands. There's a lot of feuds that we could have that we didn't get a chance to have back then because they were not in the same company or some of these guys weren't even graduated high school at the time. And you know what? A lot of those guys got cut because they fucking suck and people Nord. overrated them. And we're go- I'm like worried about who we're going to get. No, yeah, well, I don't think Rey Mysterio is or like we don't have to worry about the Hardys coming back anytime soon. But, you know, Carlito, you know, they do the Shining Star thing at some point. They got to bring him back, which gives me hope. But... I want to be upset if like a Shelton, a dog got upset in the background. But if a Shelton Benjamin, or, yeah, <laughs> or an MVP, if he came back, I, I'm not gonna be upset if these guys just show up and you know they don't have to win titles or win feuds or anything. But you know, help build talent. They are established stars. They've done. They've been in WWE before, so they know all this stuff that goes along with it. They could come back and even teach some of the younger talent. So here's something I'm just gonna. There's no transition to this whatsoever. It's just another topic to bring up. Draft episodes themselves, that they can be kind of fun, and we've talked a little bit about this, but let's dive a little bit deeper. 
do you guys think that there's any value whatsoever to the draft lottery? Because we all are in the, we're all in the same boat that it, they need to pick them this year at the very least. But, I fucking hate the lottery. I like the draft lottery. I just like the episode of it. I will say that with the NXT roster, I don't know how exactly they're going to go about when they if they decide to randomly, randomly bring Samoa Joe up in like December. I don't know. I don't know who where he goes to. You know, they could easily do a lottery to decide that, or you know, teams can have like a waiver wire, kind of like what we do now. What if they did something like this? Now, this is not exactly how I would want to do it, but uh, it's a possibility to kind of have your cake and eat it too. What if the main show that we see on SmackDown is them drafting people one by one? You know, Shane says, I pick for my first person Roman Reigns or whatever, the, you know, and then Shane, uh, Stephanie picks and then so on and so forth. And then they do a supplemental draft and that's the lottery. They could do something like that on the WWE Network, and it's kind of like, all right, now this is the talent pool that you guys didn't pick from, and everybody's up for grabs, and it's going to be, you know, who knows who's going to go where, and you see, like, the live reactions and stuff like that. That could be kind of interesting, because we know that it's not actually random. They're planning this stuff out anyway. So the rosters themselves, they totally are dependent upon what their plans are. And if they plan on making SmackDown shitty again, like they used to do, where it would be like, SmackDown's got Kelly Kelly and Matt Hardy, and Raw's got Mr. Kennedy and Randy Orton and John Cena, and it's like, you know, then um, the bad things. My attitude to this is make the rosters even from the get-go and get rid of the draft altogether. You want another guy on a different show, you have their general manager's trade talent. I do not want to see the draft lottery ever again. The fucking episodes not only are cheesy, they're fucking boring. I hate them. I, you don't no, want to I, see like a draft next year? No, I don't want to see a draft ever again. I, like other you, than them picking their first ten guys and then doing the rest off air, I don't want to see shit. I know that they they could easily do the draft lottery each year on Raw or SmackDown, but they could easily put this as a network special sometime during the week, and it, not even it just being like wrestling matches. Just have Shane and Stephanie in a room, and like Vince is there, and they just like go over possibilities, and then they actually do the draft lottery. Oh man! And you know that, what I hate about how boring it would be if they literally didn't have like the pomp and circumstance, and it was just like the three of them in a boardroom, and they're broadcasting this to the network, and it's like, yeah, well, I want Dean Ambrose. Okay, well then you'll take you Dean Ambrose, and then he just goes like, yeah, sweet, and checks it off a list, and it's like we're gonna come back after the commercial break, kind of a thing. One of the biggest things I hated uh, about the draft lottery is that. And this is the reason, like I'm saying, get the brands even from the get-go and then not touch them, is it was such a cheap way for them just to throw a bunch of top stars on one show. Like, if they have that, they're not going to be able to help themselves. They're going to they're gonna fuck SmackDown again. One possibility that I could see going forward, you were saying that they don't do another draft. Maybe they do a draft next year, but it's not that everybody is eligible it's just here is the talent pool that are on the free market that you can pick from like a typical draft i mean like nfl it's not just like i'm gonna pick that guy from the uh the giants you know you don't just steal people from other teams so that could be a different way to do it they are getting a little bit more sports related a lot more like of a that kind of mentality so maybe they're going to take inspiration from those kind of things. But the draft lottery, it's fun, but it's stupid. So it's kind of a, a pro and a con a little bit. I hope that they don't do a lottery. Who knows? They haven't even said if they're going to do a supplemental draft. I don't know. Uh, another topic I wanted to bring up here. 
variety more than anything else is the best way I guess I could put it. When you have people that only interact with the people that are on their brand, we tend to see a lot of the same matches. We were talking about this a little bit with the, the world title matches that keep going for months and months on end. But I got to say that's more of a con than any kind of a positive. I can't think of really a good thing to say about having less options. Did anybody but have like a, a positive I, to say about that? You know, we we would complain about that, but that could easily be solved by doing a draft lottery or just a draft every year of some sort where people can switch sides. It's very simple, and I know Wago hates it, but they did it for a reason, and it gets stale and stagnant at some point, and it makes sense for them to do it. Payton, what do you think about the whole variety aspect? I think that it's good to have variety as far as the shows you could watch again if you have these shows with these separated rosters you're providing more opportunity for the people that are on it so you don't have someone let's say you're a huge Dolph Ziggler fan Dolph Ziggler never gets a chance to be on Raw every week now well now he'll be able to continue uh or if you're one of those really weird people who are a Zack Ryder fan maybe now there's going to be a good space for him to be on Raw every week and actually have his theme song played while he comes out to the ring and you see, you just gave us a reason why the draft shouldn't exist. Zack Ryder might get a push. <laughs> well, Zack Ryder's already getting a push, so <laughs> we're not changing anything here. Who um, knows? Maybe with this draft, he will not get a push. But again, you're, you're saying there's less options. I think it creates more options in that case. Just like, you know, for years, all we had was a WWE product. And even though they had that brand split, it, it was still just WWE. Well, now... Gosh, there's so many wrestling options. And so for WWE to create as many of their own as they can, I guarantee you that what, what they put this all together, there's going to be a large contingent of people that exclusively watch SmackDown and not Raw. Far more than there is now, which is probably a very, very minute. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen with me. Whatever brand gets AJ Styles. But there is one thing as far as variety goes. I'm kind of like on the edge where... Yeah, it's going to present new people opportunities, but you are running the risk of pairing guys up too much. So to counter that, each show should try and make give themselves their own identity. Like Lucha Underground, that's so different from anything else you're going to see. TNA, not so much. But um, yeah, creating your own identity will help with the issue of having guys um, compete against each other too much. See... That's cool and all, but you got to remember that this is the biggest wrestling company for a reason. So they're going to be doing what will make them the most marketable and the most possible. And where Lucha Underground, they might be different, but they they might be relatively new and they have like their own distinct audience. But remember, they're not the biggest for a reason. WWE is going to stick with the status quo because they have no reason to change. There's no up and coming thing that's going to overtake them in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, that's fair to say. I think WWE is a company that's continually evolved. Well, they okay, evolve, but, but they evolve in chunks. But listen, there's other... Well, than, to be quite uh, honest, if you had a product, I wouldn't just turn it up on its fucking head all Oh, this. no, that's the smart way to do it. Listen, like, they added the network, and the network was a great idea, and they now they're getting into more, like, let's do the network specials instead of pay-per-views. Totally smart. But listen, with the concept of Raw and SmackDown, how they present their main wrestling shows, the only thing different between now and what it was 15 years ago is instead of a PG-14 rating and calling it the Attitude Era, this is called the PG Era. It's catering towards the same audience as wrestling fans, but younger now. There's nothing different between, like, a lot of stuff. They have no reason to change it. So if they did do something where they made Raw and SmackDown completely different, 
I mean, uh, Peyton was throwing out the idea earlier about, you know, the cruiserweights being brought into the mix. We were talking about maybe separating the tag titles, the women's championships and stuff like that. Anybody have like an idea of what they would like to see? Because I can't think of anything. Really. Uh, Tony, the easy one is Raw is red. So every match, it, Kane is surrounding the ring and he's doing the thing where he lifts his arms up and slams them down and the posts are on fire the whole match. No, I think shows are going to have a different feel. I wouldn't be surprised to see SmackDown take on that more sports approach, which it's kind of like what they did before, where SmackDown was more the wrestlers fan show. But I think they could take it even a step further. Um, SmackDown, I just think, is going to be an easier watch. First off, it's going to be two hours, too. That, yeah, that's, that's another my, big thing. That's about. one of my biggest issues with the draft. Um, it will be live, so there's no reason you can't call it in the same footing. They brought up the head writer from NXT to be the head one for SmackDown as well now. so Or I think exclusively. I'm sorry, not as well. I, I think you're going to see a very unique feel to SmackDown to where it's not going to be the same show as Raw. See, I just can't think of a way for them to do it where it's drastically different and doesn't sort of call attention to the flaws of the other one. Well, I'll tell you no, what I... you do. You don't have Kevin Dunn produce both shows. I was just about to say that. I was about to say, if you want one show to have a different feel, you let somebody else produce it. Yep. Bring up some of those full-sale people they've been training for years, which I would think that's the case. I mean, that's what they've been doing this for all this time, right? Like I said, they've been setting up for this for years. Hmm. Well, I'm uh, down my list when it comes to pros and cons and stuff like that, so I'm going to open this up for anybody else to throw anything else out into the mix. Any pros any cons any mistakes from the past any things you're really looking forward to i think we need to talk about the three hour and two hour because regardless of how even you split those rosters raw automatically seems more important and it's also going to be more shit you got a distinct advantage with raw that happens right after a pay-per-view that's true the big issue of having three hours though if you're like splitting the rosters up even one roster gets diluted and like people are going to forget about or get pissed off with them real quick. And if you have three and two for the hours, then that means Raw needs to have a slightly bigger roster. Which then, and as soon as you do that, one brand's will worsen the other. Mm-hmm. Raw, and then if you I've, add three hours to the SmackDown thing, which I think that they're probably going to do, that, that evens it up a little bit more. But man, that just means we need another hour's worth of talent. So they need yep. to make sure they bring a lot of people in. One thing that you mentioned about the pay-per-views, how Raw has that distinctive advantage just because it's right after a pay-per-view. Think if they end up going the idea of pay-per-views are exclusive to each brand, something that they could try out, and I don't know how much it works. I know Monday Night Raw is known as Monday Night Raw. But what if what if SmackDown was on Monday following a pay per view and they just swap it every month depending on which which brand uh, no, has pay per view? Too much of a clusterfuck. It yeah, sounds like get it. confused a little too. Yeah, much. they'd be watching Raw and be like, "Well, this isn't the roster that I'm used to." But this, but it would be something interesting, and, and and true, a wrestling fan would have to constantly be updated, and it'd be hard for a new person to catch in because it's like, "Whoa, I thought this is Raw. What's the SmackDown thing?" But yeah, I'm not. It can, but it, if it gives a casual viewer who doesn't really watch wrestling too much, a casually wrestling fan who might not watch both shows, he might accidentally start watching SmackDown because, oh, wait, this is SmackDown. This isn't Raw. Let's watch it. One thing I do think that they'll do at some point is, and maybe it's it would happen if they did do like a bragging rights thing or something, where they'll switch the commissioners for like a week. 
It'll be or, like, well, you know what? Uh, Stephanie is going to control SmackDown this week. and Or Tony, and, even better. You know, SmackDown's going to invade Raw. Yeah, oh, SmackDown takes over. Like that kind of shit. I do think that'll happen. But yeah, I'm going to laugh people. if we get fucking a uh, Raw Super Show in six months. <laughs> it could happen, man. That's the I, thing. Oh, gosh. So you remember Brock Lesnar's contract when he first came back? He needed his name to be in the opening. It was Monday Night Raw featuring Brock Lesnar. Oh, can we that. have a Monday Night Raw Super Show featuring Brock Lesnar? I'll be up for that. You know what? Though that that's another thing too. What do you do with the people that aren't really a part of the roster? Lesnar's on Raw. I mean, what do you mean? What do you do with them? You draft them because they're going to be hot commodities, especially Lesnar. I'm telling you, Lesnar is going to be a top three guy. He should, but they also have to make sure that they don't make it seem like, well, we drafted this guy and he's never around. Well, ain't not. It's still an attraction to have. <laughs> it's still one of the guys that equals the most ratings for whatever show he's going to be on. I would think that Lesnar, they bring attention to. I don't think they're going to bring attention to The Undertaker at all. They mentioned him on Monday. Real quick in passing. They still mentioned I, him. <laughs> I wouldn't be I mean, surprised yeah. if they did a Shane versus uh, Brock feud and had him on the same show, yeah. though. That would be interesting. Uh, I think Brock I, is going to be SmackDown. Again, you want to make SmackDown look special? Put Brock on it. You know, actually, we, Shane's on SmackDown. I would not be surprised if he just drafts The Undertaker. I mean, The Undertaker was the the cornerstone of SmackDown for all these years. It would make sense. And plus, it'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. yeah he would be happen. further down, though. He would be That's like old the, ass stone. He would be like 10th, I could see. That's I, I just don't think they're going to bring up Undertaker at all. I think they're going to hope that fans don't pay attention to it. Undertaker just does what Undertaker does. He wrestles one time a year for the most part. And he it's going to be one of those cross-branded pay-per-views, WrestleMania. So yeah, like a, he's not. Vince is the first guy to book him in a match in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're going to do. I mean, they're obviously they're going to take care of Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens. Like those guys are going to go real quick, and it's not going to be like we got to make sure that we draft. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter to make and sure I don't think, an appearance. Like, I don't think Triple H is going to be a part of the uh, draft. No, tri- Triple H is the uh, corporate guy who just puts on the tights every once in a while. So they are. They're going to be part of it either. After Stephanie slapping her little game line, though, it's obvious that they're doing Shane and Triple H if it wasn't before. Which could be just like another bragging rights type of thing or something. But God damn it, Tony, we're not having bragging rights. I have. A, we have a fucking bragging rights. God damn it. <laughs> and you know what they could do at bragging rights? They could do a big man buffet. Goddamn right. It could be the biggest man on each side. And then you know what you could do? If you have the cruiserweight title, you could have the littlest men. It could be like the, I don't know, what would be the equivalent for anorexic something? <laughs> you know? Oh, you know what else? They could have a multi- <laughs> the bully Mick buffet. <laughs> they could have a multi-tag team title match. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's combine all the efforts. A multi-tag team big man buffet title match. All right. Uh, and, and, all right, and the- Teddy Long. And in the world title, instead of like taking the WWE title and putting things in blue, you could put it all in pink. <laughs> then people will look really stylish. But yeah, uh, I do think that the situation when it comes to uh, the drafting the people that aren't really on the shows all that much, I think they're going to just sweep that under the rug. I think Brock's the only one they're going to be bringing up. Even somebody like Jericho, he, he sticks around long enough that you can draft him. They would be stupid. To not have Brock top three. I'm serious. Top three. If he's beyond top three, that is total bullshit. 
I want to be careful how I use that phrase because I don't want this episode to get taken down for like copyright infringement or anything. But um, yeah, Brock Lesnar with all the buzz going around him right now with that UFC win. I, I think it was um, Daniel Cormier said Cormier. in an inter- Cormier said in an interview that like to hell with Randy Orton. Like Brock Lesnar should be going for that title now. If WWE really wanted to capitalize on what a monster this guy looks like right now. They should yeah, be he, go in the main event. He's actually like follows wrestling really hard. He was actually in the audience for WrestleMania 31 when Seth won the belt. Um, was it 32? Oh, fuck it now. Um, but yeah, he was uh, saying he basically went into detail and went like, how do you let Randy Orton win? Seems fucking weird. Okay. out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Fuck man. Here's something I wait. I read a little bit of an article about this. So if you guys want to, I'll, keep my opinions real short when it comes to it, but I want to get your opinions about this. Are there any people that you guys think they need to separate? Not tag team wise. I mean, that could be a part of it, but like to throw out a suggestion that I had put out there, I think you need to have uh, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins on different shows. Why? Because they're they're similar enough that if one show has both, the other one's going to feel like it needs somebody like that. I feel like they have a lot of guys that fill that role. I mean, you got I don't think Cesaro. You got, similar. Yeah, I, I think you're just saying that because they both got longer hair. No, it's not just the hair. I mean, that's, a, you know, because I also said, like, um, there's two a... totally different characters, two totally different movesets. I, I, I don't get it at all. I think that they're similar enough characters. They're like... Um, heels that are kind of calling themselves the best and there's be a little bit dodgy and everything like that. So they're every and, heel ever? No, not every heel. Because look at The Miz. The Miz is more of a punk. Or you got like a... When Kane was a heel, he was a monster. Like, you know, Kevin Owens yeah, isn't the same type that of heel. Similar. Yeah, but they don't have characters like that anymore. They're all just generic indie dudes. So that's why you're looking at them and you're seeing two generic indie dudes with longer hair who wrestle styles that are somewhat similar compared to like one of them is not a brawler and the other one's a high flyer or something like that. Like I think that um, there's a combination of like Enzo and Cass should be on a separate show from the new day. If they're both going to be these lighthearted baby face teams that cut promos in the beginning of their matches and joke about people and stuff like that. You don't want to have two teams that are similar like that on the same roster. Then on the other roster all the tag teams are all just morose. Like that kind of a thing. Like, is there any kind of combinations you guys think? Like it makes no sense to have Mark Henry and big show on raw. You just keep away guys that have feuded recently. That's all. Like there's no one I really care about. Like where I think they have to be separated. You know, WWE, they're all going to be on one brand with each other. Eventually. I tell you two guys, you cannot put on the same brand and that's Shinsuke Nakamura and Hideo Itami. Yeah, you can. Hideo's going to sink regardless. I don't know, man. People seem pretty excited that he's back. I don't know, but see, then... Yeah, people seemed excited a... that Darren Young fucking won a battle royal. Then you aren't you just yeah. like the two indie guys that Good for Darren Young. <laughs> yeah, that'll last. I was thinking that Darren Young and Zack Ryder are going on separate shows. Yeah, NXT. <laughs> There's a couple different pairings. I'll, you know, go ahead and read the article if you guys want to read those opinions about that, but... um. Yeah, I'm kind of tapped out for those kind of things. Anybody else want to bring any other topics up? Uh, I don't want none. I don't want none. Nah. 
Drew, one last chance. Well, he disconnected from the Skype chat about five minutes ago, so you ain't gonna get anything out of him. Disconnected <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, so, kidnapper that uh, took Drew away. Any uh, other ideas? I'm gonna laugh if he's fucked up your recording. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, that is our main event, then. Tell us what you think about what's happening with the draft and the brand extension. What are the positives and the negatives that you can see coming forward based off of what we had in the past and the different things that they are alluding to that they could be doing in the future and whatnot. We're going to know more about this, obviously, next week because the draft is going to happen next Tuesday night. One week from now when we're recording this, so uh, we'll give you our opinions about what that draft ended up becoming after that ends up happening. But for now, that's it for our main event. We're going to continue on in our last part for episode number 242 of Smack Talk, which is the Fantasy League, coming up in part five. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, welcome back, everybody. We are on part five, the final part of the episode here. We're going to talk about the Fantasy League, so I'm going to pitch this over to Peyton to give us any info we need to be aware of. Peyton, what's up? And it's a wild pitch. It completely missed. Ah, oh, man. There's fucking curveballs. All right. So here's how things sit. <laughs> so still, still got Steven Wago's team. AJ Styles. In last. Perhaps you should think about getting rid of AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Let's see if that happens. Uh, in fourth is Kalen Ferris's Brianna's Bitch Tits. No, no, no. Third place, living up to the name, is Tony Mango's Tony's Trikes. Although, even more fittingly, living to the name, Drew White's fucking shitheaded twosers continue to fucking shitheaded twos in second place. And my team, Peyton's Penguins, rocking it high in first place. But let's see how things are going to be affected going forward. I mean, hey, WWE's got their draft. We already did our draft a few months ago, but we have trades every week with the possibility to shake things up again. And in first, since he's in last place, is... Mr. Wago, so Wago, you got anything you want to do? Maybe trade that AJ Styles out? Um, I don't know, but I just saw that Vince posted a picture of him playing Pokemon Go, so awesome. Yeah, there's a haunter in his gym, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Vince? Uh-huh. That's fucking awesome. I like this um, haunter guy, yeah. You know what? I don't even remember who the fuck's on my team. Uh, you have AJ Styles, Cesaro, Enzo, Biggie, and Sheamus. Hmm. You know what? I'll stick with that. Wow. All right. Tony, to you. I hate doing this, but I feel like I have to. I'm going to drop uh, Kofi Kingston. Ooh. And I'm going to pick up Alberto Del Rio. What? Why Alberto Del Rio? I think with this upcoming draft, he's going to be relegated to a main event scene. And I think that New Day might be losing those tag titles. Huh. Wow. Wow. Okay, uh, so next uh, would be Drew. Drew is not here now. Oh shit! His uh, captor hasn't said anything either. I think he should get rid of his entire team for Breezango. Oh fuck! Mickey Mouse got him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. a little Drew White shit. <laughs> uh, fuck! This is so difficult. I- I've held on to them this long. And just as he's getting his momentum really going, I'd hate to drop out on him. I am going to drop Darren Young. Ooh. And I am going to pick up Neville. Darren Young, not on that Neville level. No. Uh, Darren Young apparently just, or not Darren Young, uh, Neville just made uh, his return. Really? Yeah, on SmackDown, tapings tonight. 
Aren't you recording them? No. I didn't oh. that. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. So I'm going I'm to go ahead and grab Neville. Uh, okay, so that would bring it back around to Wago if he's interested in anything there. I mean, Darren Young's somewhat interesting. Oh, but, really? You think so? But I think I'm going to stick with what I've got just because I think his uh, run's going to be short-lived. All right. Drew, not here. Kayla, not here. Tony, you want to make a move on Darren Young? <laughs> that does not sound right. <laughs> I hope you did that deliberately. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I'm going to keep my team the same as it is right now. Okay. That is going to be a wrap for this week, I believe, then. If you uh, want to find out more news about it, you can head to WWEFantasyLeague.com. Which means plugs are up next. Drew White stuff. Go follow him Joseph White. Wago. All right. You can follow me at Stephen Wago on the Twitter, at Twitch, pretty much anywhere. Payton. You can follow me at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton on Twitter, Instagram, and on the Twitch where I'm playing video games almost every night of the week. I'll probably even be doing it after we finish here. And for my side of things, check out that rest hold. If you have not checked out that rest hold, please go back and check it out because I am talking about a lot of different things going forward with the structure of it. So it's not just the same exact things over and over again. I want to get your opinions about how we should change things going forward. So go back, check out part three. Real quick, though, just a quick mention of following all of our stuff on Smartout Moment through all the social media stuff, giving a thumbs up and leaving comments and subscribing and whatnot like that, and doing the same thing for Fanboys Anonymous because all that stuff helps out a lot. And that's it for episode 242. As I mentioned before, I don't know exactly what is coming up next, if it's going to be episode 243 of Smack Talk, if it's going to be some kind of a SmackDown post-show for the draft, if we're going to tie those all in together with battleground predictions or do something different with that, whatever the case may be next week, a lot of content coming up because a lot of things are happening in WWE. Things are getting shaken up again. And we of course are going to have to follow as much as that as we can. So we're going to bring that all to you in the next couple of ga- uh, days and uh, we'll see you then everybody. So this has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out. Bye.